Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So after many years, my mother has purchased her first home completely by herself. It's so exciting. I'm so excited for her. She just took possession a couple of days ago and she's already been hard at work. We've, well, I can't say we, I didn't help at all. I just went and told her what to work on and she spent the last couple of days patching holes, sanding walls, painting in the living room, painting the ceiling and Today, they got a crew in there working on refinishing the floors because the previous homeowners, I don't know what they did, but they attempted to stain it themselves. And it's right. like like a gel consistency, like Whoa. on the top that's not even like soaked in. And it looks like peeling paint. Anyway, it's not good. So it's coming off and it's already looking so much better, but I'm just really excited for her. It's like a whole new phase. I mean, she was married for 42 years and is starting her life over right now. Yeah. I remember when my mom bought her first house completely on her own. I think it was back in like 2015, 2014. And then I made her sell it to move here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think she's regretted at all being near you and being a huge part of Penny's life. So yeah, it's definitely worth it. (laughs) Worth it. Worth it. No, for sure. I think that's so great. I'm so glad that she's in town and like the majority of your family's here. I know your grandma's still back. Yeah. I'm still working on her. (laughs) You think you'll make her move? I think when she's ready to leave her house and wanting to, she keeps saying, just put me in one of those homes. Like you don't have to deal with me. And I'm like, first of all, do you know how fucking expensive those places are? And I still have to deal with you to advocate for you when you're in those homes. Because it's not, it's not great. (laughs) No. And I was like, and the only two people who are going to give enough shit about it live here. So you should come here. (laughs) You got to come here. (laughs) Not optional. Four hours away. Grandmother. No. But okay, so my question for you though is after kind of watching her start to immediately DIY, it always makes me itchy to like work on my own projects. And I'm yeah. like, what's the next thing I want to work on? Do you have a next home project that you want to work on? No, I have home projects I need to finish. <laughs> okay. All right. What are we going to commit to finishing this summer, Emily? That fucking diamond wall. I know. It's still not done. <laughs> I can't believe it's still not it's done. It's still not done. Every like, Brian's like, so what are you doing tonight? I don't know. And I'll like rattle off things. He's like, so painting? Did you say painting? 
Now, now I'm just rebelling. I get it. Yeah, I would be rebelling too. Is it all stenciled and you just need to touch it up or a combination of all of the above? It's all of the above. Oh no. Oh no. There are still some corners that need some diamonds and corners are the hardest fucking part. So I keep putting that off. But what I think I'm going to do is if I can finish one whole wall is finished, the corners of that wall are not finished. So if I can commit to getting those corners done, then we can get the shoe cabinet that was against that wall back up, which I also still need to paint. So I'm like, okay, if I can do those two things, then we can literally have it functioning exactly how it was functioning prior and just need to finish the other walls. (laughs) So that's my new goal. And I think it'll happen soon because we're getting into the upper nineties and no one's going to want to go outside. No, a hundred percent. It was this time last year that I worked on my bathroom over our summer break and I have too much company coming. So I'm like, "Mm, guess I can't do anything. Yeah. Bummer. (laughs) Oh, darn. Although I got to figure out how to host a baby shower. I know how I've sent out invitations, but I'm just like, I have a lot to do. Yeah. And zero time to think about it, but we'll get there. Yeah. It's the year of events for us too. We just hosted a surprise little sprinkle for one of our friends that came together really nicely. And in that party, we were planning our other friends, Shapari's bridal shower party. And it's just a lot of things. And the day, like the one day that worked for everyone for the surprise bridal shower party, we're literally in the middle of planning it. And two of us get a text from a separate friend group inviting us to a baby shower on the same day that we're planning the bridal shower. You're like, guess we got to change the date. Well, no, the date's fine, but it's literally like Amy and I are going to go to the baby shower at one. And then the bridal shower is more like three or four. And so, so you're going to do both. We're going to do both because that's who we are. And I don't know why I have this many friends. And they need to calm down. <laughs> they need to calm down. Uh-huh. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's worse, having a million things to do with them or mine just tell me they're moving in. Like I get no notice. I literally get, hey, I'm coming to town between, I literally got a two week, it was a two week timestamp. I am staying with you. I'm like, oh, we're not even asking anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> got it. Awesome. Got it. See you then. Mm -hmm. I was like, just so we're clear, we're going back to college roommate status. Like, I'm not entertaining you for two weeks. Right. It's not what we're doing. Yep. Well, we had company for over two weeks over the holidays, and it was fantastic. It was great. It's fun times. Oh, I know it can be fun. I have no doubt it'll be fun. I'm just also like, how do I make sure I commit to enough alone time that I'm not completely exhausted after it all? But it'll be good. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of being curious about how you're going to do that, we're going to roll into an episode where we were talking about what does it mean to have a culture of curiosity and how can you deliberately structure that within your team? I think this is one of the biggest assets for having your team members take ownership of projects, tasks, ideas, and even strategies. But it is intentional building blocks for you to get there. So dive into this episode. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out over on Instagram at Boss Project. And if you want to follow along with the show notes, just head to bossproject.com.
Do y'all love our segues or what? (laughs) They're great. They're perfect. So this is part two of a conversation that we started in the last episode. So if you haven't listened, go listen to that one first, because it's all about the mindset portion of what it means to develop an experimental mindset, questions you need to ask yourself, some things you need to let go of, some different headspace places that we've been throughout our business journey. And this is part two, the strategy, the tactical side of, okay, once you commit to an experimental mindset or a new phrase that I'm adopting and using is a curiosity culture, a culture of curiosity. I love that so much. What does that actually mean though in your day-to-day with new hires, with yourself as the founder and someone who's working in your company? What does it actually look like? And what are some ways that we've like strategically implemented ways for our team to harvest that same mentality. So we're going to go over all of that today. Yeah. So let's start first with that culture of curiosity, because that's not, it's not just a fun phrase or (laughs) (laughs) it is fun to say though. Mm -hmm. I think it's so much more than that. It's really, it starts with the way you talk about your work Mm -hmm. And the way you talk about your work with those who are in your support system, whether that's people on your actual team or just the people that are supporting you in your day-to-day life. Because I think it has to be all-encompassing or you can derail yourself, in my opinion, if you use different language with different people. And like quite literally, we're talking about like phrases that you can switch out in your actual like day-to-day language in talking to Even if you have a VA or just a couple part-time employees or a business partner like we do, right? So one of the very first switches that we made as we started growing our team, Abby and I are used to it just being Abby and I, meaning we can talk to each other whenever we want. We can text, we can hop on Zoom, we can hop on a phone call and everything from what's our schedule like this week to today, or what's our next big investment, or here I'm having this crisis, identity crisis about work, and let's talk through it. Like any conversation was available to have at any time through any channel. And as our team started growing, we would still have some of those conversations offline or on private channels where we were just trying to like hash out something really quickly. And we weren't doing it out loud. And part of another phrase that I love to think about when we made this switch is or someone I follow on Instagram and she talked about her and her husband and they were going through some like marriage things a couple years ago and they decided to like recommit to each other and like really like just have a phenomenal relationship. They called it love out loud. Like they just loved each other out loud. They were public, blatant with each other, with her Instagram followers, with everything. It was just pure, obvious unfiltered, loving out loud. And so what is the version of that that we could bring into our business? Meaning the hesitations or questions or doubt that we had about stuff, the excitement we had about stuff, the pro cons that we always like to do with each other. Could we do that more out loud? Could we work out loud? Could we think out loud? And as soon as we started doing that, I don't think necessarily our team was like, oh, thank goodness that you're now having all of these conversations publicly. (laughs) But it's like, It didn't feel like we were in our own little corner making these choices and then we would give them the perfect refined version of them. Uh They got to see the evolution of choices, thoughts, options. Yeah. So I think it started with in terms of creating this curiosity. One, 
including people in the conversation earlier. Mm-hmm. So like before you've made a decision, before you've picked a direction, before you've decided which way you're going to go, including them earlier. That doesn't mean you don't necessarily drive where you go. You can still drive the decision making. You can still drive the process, but including them more in the process earlier on, which I think leads into being more descriptive on how and why you are making the decisions you're making. So it's taken a lot of practice, but we have really tried to, instead of saying, this is the goal, this is what we're doing, we have been really clear on how did we arrive at this point? Mm -hmm. What were the things we included and looked at? And the interesting thing is you start to see other people do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're like, is this the right mechanism to be gauging engagement? Is this the right strategy to be looking at? Does this include that? Like you can train other people to start to think in the same way you would. And it's not necessarily like you want them to come to the same conclusion. That's not necessarily the goal. But if you, especially starting with a more junior staff who has less experience in your industry, it's important that you give them a framework to work through. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they may just assume they have to guess a lot of the time. And that's just not always helpful. I freaking love like when our team is, you know, in a meeting and we're talking about something that they're wanting to implement or there's like a tech issue or just something random that's coming up. And someone, whoever's figuring out that issue is like, I think if I do this, it'll fix it. And we'll just see, like, we'll try and we'll just see. And I think that's just one of the like coolest ways that you could look at something where you don't know if that thing is going to provide the result that you want it to, but can you just try? Like, can you just see what it's going to do? And to know that our team has the freedom of being like, I don't know for sure that this is going to provide us the result that we want because literally none of us do, no matter our role in the company or how long we've been doing it, but we're going to see and we're going to set it up to give it its all, like give it the chance to perform in the way that I want it to. And then we'll find out, like, we'll see. So I think to me, one of the things that has been perhaps one of the most pivotal for me was coming to the realization of what I ultimately have control over. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn this first in my personal life before I could learn it in business. And I remember very vividly sitting on the couch in my therapist's office long before I even started my business. And she was very clear to me, the only thing I can control is my actions and my reactions. I can't control what other people say, what other people do, how things work or pan out or any of that. But I can control my actions and my reactions. So in the same way inside your business, you can have all the goals all day long, but technically the only thing you have control over is the steps and implementation along the way. And Mm -hmm. you hope it leads to X result. You hope it does all of these things. And so instead of putting this big, hard, rigid line on, well, if we don't achieve this, then we somehow have failed. If you make it feel more lighthearted, which is literally one of our values here (laughs) at Boss Project, 
if you make it feel more lighthearted, A, there's less pressure around it, which automatically improves the actions along the way because yep. you're less worried about how it's going to go. And, and because and being under pressure does not help you perform better. No one, no one, no one. I know there's been, uh, there's plenty of people that say, well, I'm a procrastinator and having a deadline, I'll just make me, I'm like, okay, maybe. If it's a time thing, I can kind of still get on board with that because I get that, but it's more of the pressure to perform that doesn't help anyone. Right. It's like, okay, you may know you need to hit something to make something financially work, but focus more on the action steps to Mm -hmm. get there Mm -hmm. and less on the end game because the end game is just going to continue to overwhelm you. Mm -hmm. And also be willing to be less rigid on the how you get there. Because I think what's been helpful for us is saying, okay, here's the plan. And on any given day, let's assess. Yep. And okay, let's try this. Let's try that. Yep. I want to go down this road. And it doesn't necessarily feel like, oh, I'm going to add all these last minute strategies. Like no. that's not what it's about. It's here's the actions I'm taking today, knowing where I want to go. We also have something that we use internally a lot and we talk about it as your MVP. And we talked about it first in the sense of teaching y'all, right? What's your MVP, your most viable product. That's how we've used it in the past. But we've also internally, it somehow shifted into like, what's your MVP, the best of what you can get out right now right? Like the highest quality under the circumstances and the tools and the time that you have right now, what is that version of a resource, of a social post, of a podcast episode, of whatever it might be? What's the MVP version? And we have found, especially in the marketing department for me, I have found that reminding my team members in that department specifically that taking action, even though imperfect, is quite literally the best thing you can do in a marketing department because the only thing that makes you do better is by learning how something else performed. And you cannot look at how something else performed until you just put something out there. And so whether it be something about a YouTube video or a TikTok or a clip for Instagram, whatever it might be, don't sit on it forever. Just like show us, show the team what's your MVP version We can all like put a finishing touch on it and then it gets out there. Well, because I think the problem that I see here is you put too much weight on how it worked for someone else. Yeah. And I just, everybody's so different and the circumstances you're walking into are just so different. You know, (laughs) I have a a love, strong hate (laughs) For Gary V. And in the last couple of years, he said a lot of things that I'm like, I guess I agree with you more than I realized. The, the thing that he says is not the problem. It's the delivery that gives me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Okay. So, but one of the things that he will get on his high horse about is, oh, everybody just needs to be on TikTok and you just need to listen to this. And like, this is the opportunity and da, 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 da. And it's like, and he's coming from a place of he's grown millions of followers on every social platform, all the circumstances of how the other social platforms are not going. (laughs) And sure, he is paying attention, but he 
also has the privilege of a massive audience mm-hmm. and millions of dollars in revenue across multiple businesses. Uh, some of you, that just literally makes no sense because there is no audience or that's not how you've received business in the past or insert a million and one other reasons. And so what I don't like, and this just gets me on my high horse about why I get really frustrated with marketing gurus in general, is we can't make these massive assumptions for every other business out there because they have their own unique set of circumstances that they're operating under. And the only way you're ever going to really know is to try it. Now, I do think you can, for instance, look at us and say, well, they have worked with 10,000 plus other small businesses So they're not necessarily just giving you their opinion. They're giving Mm -hmm. you their opinion with the lens of what they've seen work and not work in a massive data group, Mm -hmm. you know? And and so I think you can kind of come up for air there. But our goal here is for you to feel less tied to the result one way or the other and more tied to the willingness to just see what happens. Yeah. Just see what happens. Just see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. There are two things that we do specifically with new team members. Well, one of them will do truly, no matter how long you've been here. But let's start at the beginning. So we want to foster this experimental mindset with everyone on our team. And it is something that we all need to learn. Some of us are better at it than others. Some of us, it definitely comes easier too. But we also accidentally attract a lot of perfectionists over here at Team Boss Project. I think a lot of creatives are accidental perfectionists as well. And so that's what we have over here. So we do have to like foster a little bit extra of the like, you're safe. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to not know. So we want to try it at the very beginning. So one of the things that we do with new hires, every single person does this, is we give them a special project and it's delivered or it's presented to them pretty quickly after they start. And then they have some time to work on it. And it varies by department what this project could be, but it's a completely independent. We may never do anything with this project ever. No pressure. We just want to see what you come up with kind of thing. And so they, on their own time that we block off on their calendar, like do the necessary research, putting together work, whatever of whatever they need to gather for this presentation, they literally put it into a presentation format. And then we invite every single team member, no matter the department, to their presentation of their project. And it could be a marketing strategy. It could be a rebrand. It could be a new product offer. Like it could be literally anything. And they present their ideas and it's a we're not necessarily going with this next week, so it doesn't have to really matter, but we're going to ask questions. We're going to talk about it as a team. We're going to say, I like this piece of it. This, I could see how we could use this over here, or this piece doesn't really fit. And here's why. And it's a really good exercise for not only for them to like, just test what could happen if we explored this area and then get comfortable presenting it to the team and then get comfortable sitting with constructive criticism on their idea and also being excited if there are pieces of it that we like immediately start to implement or really put into place for a future project. Yeah, I think this ultimately does and serves so many functions for us. One, we do it so early on in their onboarding that our goal is to in some ways, not have tainted them yet, uh -huh. not have indoctrinated them fully into our way of thinking or our raw, raw, fresh ideas. Yeah. We don't want to have all our current operations and processes and everything indoctrined into them. Instead, we want them to really be thinking fully on their own, fully independent without the bias that 
we will inevitably mm-hmm. <laughs> endow on them, right? And so we want to hear their perspective early. It also serves as a great training opportunity because we are directly giving them opportunities to practice their craft, mm-hmm. practice the skill set required to do their job ultimately without the pressure of this is immediately going to see the light of day. Like this is going to presses. This is going mm-hmm. out on the internet. This is something we can put it in the box right after this and never look at it again if that's what we decide. Right. And so it relieves pressure on the training side so that you're not mm-hmm. immediately trying to make them you know, fully operational and fully up to speed and all the things. And it gives them more time to experiment. It gives them more breathing room. And in a lot of cases, this is likely the time they will have the most time to Mm -hmm. dedicate to a special project. And so doing that early is just such a critical piece and definitely making sure that the special project is related to their role. And so like, If they're sitting in the marketing department, it should be a marketing-related project. If they're in sales, it should be lead gen or sales-related. If they're a designer, it needs to be design-related. Like You have to stay within the confines Mm -hmm. of their actual role so that you can give them something that is really tangibly close to things they will ultimately end up doing. The part I like about it, in addition to everything Emily said, is that it gives them an opportunity to try on leadership without the pressure of leading. Yeah. They can think through from conception to all through the ideation to presentation mode. Now it's not necessarily implemented as in live, right? but it's as close to like a fully fleshed out idea as possible. And that's a really great, leadership training opportunity for them, especially if you're hiring junior staff. It may be the first time they presented to a group before mm-hmm. um, or outside of school potentially. And so I like that it's in front of our full team and they're hearing a lot of different perspectives. And it's also opening up our team to alternative ideas that maybe their department isn't thinking about or in, as involved in, but they have their own take on how to improve upon and ideate upon the ideas that were brought forth. Yeah. It's one of my favorite. And truly, it just it gives us a cool opportunity to think outside the box for a second. And yeah. we, you never know when we might pick up like on a little crumb of that project three months down the road because it's impacted a new idea or something cool. And they get paid for this because they're a part of the team. So we don't do special projects as like their test thing. Like this is, they work with us now. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. So this other one I want to chat about is one that definitely I've seen happen more at the beginning of someone's career here at Boss Project, but is something that is definitely able to explore no matter how long you've been here. And you'll have those team members who have a fresh idea about how they think something could be tackled or explored, but it's going to take work to make happen. It's going to take either more than one team member to be a part of it. It's going to take a little bit of planning, a little bit of operations, you know, maybe something from the design department, the copywriting department, and then someone else over here. Maybe it takes more than one person. So you, it's all of these ideas, I think, always get like pushed to the back burner because you're like, sounds great, but like, I don't have the mental capacity to like even arrange that right now. 
what I would encourage you to do instead is you don't have to immediately say yes, but schedule a time where it does make sense for you to have this chat with your team member who's bringing up this idea with you. And even if you have your own hesitations, your preconceived notions of how you think this is going to work or how much time you think it's going to take, I would love for you to test giving them a green light for 30 days. It does not have to be forever. You can fully scrap the project after 30 days, or you can drastically scale back, or you can pivot. But what would it look like for you to actually say yes to someone's idea for a month? Well, and I think it's important that you do this pretty early as soon as they are a part of your team. Like one of their first ideas. (laughs) It doesn't have to be the very first thing they say, but like in their first couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. there's going to be something that inevitably they get hung up on. Like, I think this is really cool. I really like this idea. And you have to listen. Mm -hmm. And we're not saying that every idea is something that always makes sense or that is always going to implement out the way you want it to. But that's not the purpose of this activity. The purpose is not necessarily for their idea to succeed. No, It's to harness the, the environment in which you allow them to experiment. Mm-hmm. You give them the space for their ideas to be heard and you value their opinion. Yep. And if you can show them that you value them early on, when they have great ideas later, they're not going to like hold back. Right. They're going to be like, what about this? Well, what if we do this? I like to think of this. So as a parent, we practice natural consequences 99% of the time. So like, I'm not the parent who's going to force you to wear a coat when it's cold out. If you adamantly do not want to wear a coat, I'm not going to fight you on it. I'm not going to do that. I could give 10,000 other examples. There are just hills that I just will not die on and I'm not going to fight you for it but there are consequences to every decision. And so if we're out and about and you decided to not bring a coat because that was your choice and now you're cold, you're cold. That is a natural consequence of not bringing your coat when you knew that it was cold out. I want my team members to also learn consequences naturally. So an idea could be presented to me. And because I've been doing this for 11 years and know this industry and our clients like the back of my hand, I am definitely more trained and a little bit smarter in a lot of the areas than this person is coming into our team. That's okay. Me sitting here saying, this is how that idea is going to go. So we're not going to do it has a much worse impact on that person's livelihood, their happiness, their productivity, their long-term loyalty, long-term loyalty, everything than it would be for me to be like, great idea. Let's try it for a month. What is the harm? The benefits drastically outweigh. So why I brought up natural consequences for kids is when she's cold because she forgot her coat, guess who's not going to forget her coat next time? And I don't have to be the person nagging her every time to bring it. So think about all of the 10,000 examples where you're like correcting your team members or telling them how something's going to go because you know how it's going to go when you could just like sit back and let them learn those lessons on their own. And then maybe it actually works one time because it's not you doing it. 
Well, and I, I will definitely say for sure that if you go in with the mindset that shit's not going to work and you're the one that's implementing, of course you make it not work. Like that's just, I don't know, law of attraction, right? Self-fulfilling prophecies. Self-fulfilling prophecies. Exactly. But if they're super jazzed up about it and they have your support, they're going to do what they can. And will it always pan out the way they hope or you hope? No, but that's fine. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think the cool part about it is it consistently has allowed us to explore ideas that we may have even brought up years ago and never had the time or made the time to pursue and they start pursuing it. And then I've been surprised in ways that we have expanded the way we operate in areas that I think we probably would have just continued to back burner. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And (laughs) I think you underestimate probably pretty significantly what a full-time team member can do so much like I mean obviously you do so much but like Mm -hmm. I just don't think you unless you've had a full-time team member for a while you will be like oh Oh, like you can say yes to this project and it's not going to drastically impact yeah because I mean unless you've literally been working 80 hours a week and you hire someone and you're offloading half of your job to them. Which there's if, no- if that's your reality and your plan, please DM us first so we can prevent all of the things that are about to shit hit the fan for you. <laughs> right. The majority of you, you hire someone when you have like five or 10 hours over your head, maybe a week, but sometimes only a month of things that are like really bugging you. Filling up a full-time team member's time Uh takes a while. And so honestly, I'm just also putting this as a little asterisk. When you don't know what they're supposed to be doing yet, this is a great time to have them doing the things they think they should be doing or want to be doing or excited or about doing because you don't know yet. (laughs) Well, and you should know, first of all, you should know what they're going to be doing. Sure. Going to be, but there's always that like, first couple of weeks where you're like, you're just so new. I don't want to like bombard you with all of these things. So this is a really fun thing to explore. There's also like, you know, we don't believe in offloading a hundred percent of the job duties within the first, definitely not two weeks, probably not even 30 days, depending on the role, because we want you to feel really comfortable with the things that are our priority for that role first. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, there still might be time right? That there's like, okay, I did all the things that are a priority and I'm getting comfortable with them. But like, if you're not ready to offload more stuff, here's a great filler. Yeah. (laughs) But it's not just a filler for the sake of filler. It's not like it's actually serving a purpose. Them and you in different ways. Yeah. For you, it's not necessarily the work product, right? For you, it's all the things it's going to give you within them. Yes. They don't get that necessarily. No. They think it's... They're like, cool, I'm going to try this cool thing and it sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, just telling you, there's like gold nuggets. There, there are, there's so many things. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're truly... If if that is the thing that I could like make you do, it's the next time a team member brings you an idea before you 
say anything. Just take a breath, take a pause. I'm not saying you have to say yes right now because there have been ideas brought to us and we're like, I love it. I support it. I'm here for it. Not right now. Let's explore that in two weeks. Let's get through this next phase of whatever. And then you can start on that. Oh, and it's totally, totally okay. How many times have we been like, we very clearly mapped out the next 30 or 45 days or whatever. And we're like, we can't, not that we can't, but like, it doesn't make sense until X is true. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, they're going to support you in that. So like they're, they just want, they want you to hear them and value their thoughts and ideas. And at the end of the day, they want to make you proud too. And so like, they want to get to try at this thing to hope that they get these incredible results. And like, what if they do? But I, I think it just doesn't stop there. I think to put a bow on this topic, I really want you to consider what would happen if you assumed less how things were going to go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and allowed people to experiment more and likely checked in more often. I think one of the things we've had to help our team members unlearn is you you don't send a finished project to literally anyone on this team. No. There's no I need point. to see it mm-hmm. at checkpoints. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're a very collaborative team. Not only because other people have opinions, but also our goal is to save save you from yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like give you opportunities to not waste time or also learn from each other and really value each other's skill sets. Cause there's very rarely a project within our company that any one person will fully own from start to finish. Mm-mm. Even a very simple project today. I was like, you know what? I know if we divide out these three mm-hmm. steps mm-hmm. across different people, that it's going to be so much more productive for everyone. And it's proven to be true again and again and again. And so I encourage you to think, what would it look like to create that culture of curiosity? How can you be more experimental? How can you let the results feel less like determining of your future? Mm -hmm. And how can you continue to just try new things? You'd be surprised. It's changed a lot for us. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.